what is the office of the county surrogate? It's a constitutional office prescribed by the state constitution, but a lot of people may not come in contact with your office or may not be familiar with some of the services that it offers. Tell me a little bit about it, if you would, please. The biggest problem is the title of the office itself. Surrogate is a term that not many people are familiar with other than in cases of perhaps surrogate mothers or something like that. It's obvious that we don't do that. But surrogate actually comes from the Latin, it means in the place of. And in the place of the king is the way it was originally envisioned. But I think for purposes of this discussion and for purposes of people knowing uh, what the surrogate's court does, it's better to think of me as a judge of the probate court because our primary function is to take care of probate matters. In other words, matters that refer to estates when someone passes away. That's our primary function. So uh, surrogate is an unfortunate term, at least as far as defining what the office is. But if people think of it in terms of probate court, I think it'll be uh, easier for people to understand what we do. When might people typically come in contact with the surrogate's office? Obviously, when someone in their family uh, passes away. If the person had a will, they would bring the will to the office, and at that point we would admit it to probate, which is another term of art, really, more than anything else. It just basically means we'll record it and we'll issue the necessary paperwork for people to carry out the business of the estate. If someone dies without a will, people, relatives, if you would, would still have to come to this office. So then we could issue letters of administration, which will allow the people to administer the estate in the absence of a will. And people who are administrators of a will, what are their responsibilities and how does that relate to what your office does? Well, the term is executor of the last will and testament. What it means is basically is that they execute the terms of the will as it's written. And in relation to our office, we give them the paperwork necessary in order to do that. Our paperwork are known as uh, surrogate certificates, surrogate forms, short form certificates, letters testamentary, whatever you want to call it. They have all different names for the same thing. But our, our uh, letters testamentary allows these people to access the funds, pay the bills of the estate, and then make distribution according to the terms of the will when all of that is done. Now, one of the things I like to do with these interviews is get to know a little bit about the person that's holding the various elected offices that represent Cranford. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, any offices that you may have held before you became the county surrogate. This is my first elective office, but it's not my family's first elective office. My father was the mayor of Elizabeth back in 1952. He's also served as a state senator. Uh, more relative to the residents of Cranford, my Father's first cousin, Nicholas St. John LaCourt, was the mayor of Cranford also in the 50s. And his son, Paul LaCourt, my third cousin, was actually the mayor of Cranford back in the 80s, I believe. No, it might have been the 90s, I believe it was. And uh, the LaCourts uh, are longtime uh, Cranford residents. My branch of the LaCourt family, though, are longtime Elizabeth residents, although now I reside in Union. I practiced law for 25 years before I became a surrogate 15 years ago. I've served exclusively in the role of surrogate for the last 15 years. Is that a requirement for someone to be surrogate that they have to have a law degree? Surprisingly, no. It's not, because in the framers of the Constitution, they wanted the surrogate to be answerable in a elective process. And because the surrogate had to be answerable in an elective process, it opened it up to anyone, since anyone can run for any office. You can't restrict someone from running for office uh, by virtue of what their background may be. However, having said that, and in my own case, it is known as the surrogate's court, and there are a lot of legal determinations that have to be made. And since there are legal determinations that have to be made, most counties prefer that a lawyer assume that role rather than a non-lawyer, if you would. How many terms have you served as the county surrogate? 
Uh, the term is for five years, and I've served three consecutive terms. Are there different priorities that you have, things that you want the surrogate's office to be able to accomplish beyond what those constitutional responsibilities prescribe? Well, again, the constitutional responsibilities with regard to probate is prescribed that that's our duties. However, in an attempt to expand the role of this office, I've undertaken an extensive outreach program to citizens of Union County so that they understand the importance of having certain legal documents in their legal portfolio. You know, a lot of people think they don't need a last will and testament, and they do. And quite frankly, towards that end, I've spoken to a lot of seniors groups. I've spoken to a lot of civic groups. I've spoken to uh, PTAs, for example. And just to get the message out there that people need a last will and testament. Now, the demographics of Union County have changed tremendously over the last uh, 25 or 30 years. And we have a large Hispanic population now who come from cultures where a last will and testament may not be that familiar. In an attempt to educate those people, I've actually instituted a program geared to Spanish-speaking people so that they also get the message that they need a last will and testament, even though it may have been different ways of distributing assets in their culture. The other thing I've done is I've started night hours in four communities, and the people from Cranford will be happy to hear that they're one of those four communities. I also go to Summit, Linden, and Union. But I do that because I want people to access the services of the office at a time that is convenient for them if they find it difficult for physical or, let's say, transportation reasons to get into Elizabeth during normal business hours. That's another thing that I've done in an attempt to make the role of the office more encompassing for people all throughout the county. Having a last will and testament, many people do have it, but as you mentioned, some people do not. Why is it important for someone to have a last will and testament? As I tell people when I go out to speak to them, a lot of people think they don't need a last will and testament because they figure, well, the kids will work it out when the time comes. Well, you can come down to surrogate's court anytime you want, and you're going to see a lot of kids that haven't been able to work it out after a uh, parent has passed away. Uh, that's just one example. But really, everyone should have a last will and testament for the reason that their assets will pass to the persons that they want to receive. There may be a distribution that may be different than what the law would apply if they died without a last will and testament, and therefore they can make specific bequests according to what they want, and people that they want to receive their assets will in fact receive them. Secondly, they can designate who they want to be in charge of their estate. If they don't have a last will and testament, I make that decision. And while I consider myself to be a level-headed fella and intelligent enough to do that, I may make a mistake and select someone that you don't want to manage your estate. Uh, that's another reason why a person should have a last will and testament, because it really allows the family to conduct their business, if you will, or the business of the estate in an orderly fashion, without any strife, without any antagonism at a time when they least need to go through that because they're already suffering through the loss of a loved one. So that's why a less will and testament is almost mandatory.